0: Another episode of the Walking Down Foot Lane podcast. We have been my and we have former
1: olden boss and current Halifax boss, Pete Wilder. How's it going? Good, mate. Good, mate. Yourselves?
2: Yeah, great, mate. Good.
0: good. Yeah, keep, keep, keep him busy, uh, obviously.
1: Always happy after a weekend after we've won,
0: yeah. uh, especially yourself as well, Peter.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's been a good, good weekend for everybody, not it, really? Definitely. Yeah.
2: Definitely yeah. has. Been man, you Good. Yeah, I'm absolutely brilliant. Again, after the win on Saturday, you know, can't can't complain. It's a good start to Monday, which is uh, always good. Uh, you know, so glad you're keeping all right, Pete.
1: Good, yeah, good. Thanks, man. thank you.
2: So, I want to start off with you, Pete uh, about uh, your background. How you how you got into uh, to getting at Oldham. How did how did it all come about? Um, I, at the youth
1: setup, I'm yeah, yeah. it's about two thousand and seven or two thousand and eight, something like that. Um, I was running the Oldham Town team with a mate of mine called Paul Ogden, who actually was, I think still is, uh, the head of recruitment for the for the youth. Um, and Tony's lad, Danny, Danny Filoska, was in the team for the for the town team. And we ended up doing well, we ended up winning the County Cup. And after that, the, there was a vacancy came up within the academy and he said, do you fancy it? Yeah, so basically started out as the, the assistant under-12s coach in about 2007, 2008. And then sort of worked my way up through there. But it all came about from from coaching Toe's lad. Right.
2: So that's how it all came about. In that that's so obviously you were there a long time then, weren't you?
1: Yeah, no. I did, did 12 years um, from sort of, like I say, like part-time. I was working for the FA at the time, doing football development. And um, I then left the FA to go full-time. So a job came up to... Uh, sort of lead the 12th, under-16 under, 12th, under 16 year olds and it was a chance to sort of being professional football every day and there was a little bit of going out with the youth team, helping the youth team out uh, here and there and they sort of all just sort of snowball for that and then started working doing the 18s with Toe and then unfortunately what happened to would ended up taking on over the academy for that interim period and then because there were nobody left in the building, I ended up being
0: managed. <laughs> <laughs> all, all the way starting from under 12, did you ever think you'd get into f- proper management?
1: Well, I always thought I'd get a chance. I never thought it'd come this quickly, don't get me wrong. But I always thought if I keep working hard enough, you always get a chance. And Especially when I got through the door full-time, I thought, right, now's my chance to really learn what professional football is about. And you have an idea and you think you know. You think you're a decent coach until you walk through that door of professional football and you realise you, you're nowhere near and you've got a lot to learn. So I was quite fortunate in the fact that I think, including myself, I dealt with 12 managers. So I've seen the good, bad and the ugly. Because you know what you fans are like, you don't like them being there too long. because <laughs> that, have you? So One good thing about Oldham is you do work with some managers because you never give them a chance.
2: <laughs> no, no that's we, we try.
1: Point. We try. We're trying, now We are trying. I know you are. No, that was on the tongue in cheek.
2: We are try. I know. I know, pal. Uh, so, how, you know, how did it come about getting the uh, the job, Pete? Because obviously, uh, you know, we got beat at Carlisle six 0 Yeah, we, as you obviously remember, and obviously we went on to the Vale game, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. So how was it like to? to like come into that of the 6-0 defeat getting told you're taking
1: over the team and well being asked to take over the team
2: and then going up to a you know over a busy Christmas period on to Vale
1: oh yeah I remember booze around here I remember being sat in the summit with my wife and as um, the six goals in, I've said to her we best go home because I, I might be in charge here tomorrow <laughs> uh, so we we, we end up going going home. I went in work yesterday because the youth team were training. The youth team was just a normal day for the youth team. So took training. I come back from training and Abdallah's like, where have you been? I've been looking for you all morning. Thought, oh my God, what's going on here? Um, <laughs> and he said, uh, right, we're, we're sacking Frankie Bunn. Will, will you take the team for the next two games? He's like, yeah, dead right I will. And Tongue in Cheek said to him, listen, if I do all right, can I have the Fulham game as well? And he was too far, He went, yeah, not a problem. If you do okay, we'll we'll, We'll consider it. Um, so, but then I weren't allowed to tell anybody. And, and Chris Millington, who Millie, who's helped me out for years, I, spoke, I said, "Can I bring Millie in with me to help me out?" And Abdullah said, "Yeah." So, but we weren't allowed to tell anybody. So that no. was quite weird. So I had to pull Millie in one of the back rooms and went, "Listen, we're taking teams Saturday, uh, but you can't tell anybody." So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> You have to keep it uh, yeah. quiet.
1: Then I guess keep it dumb. So then we come in. So that was the twenty seventh, twenty. Um, the twenty eighth, we've then um, we've got basically twenty four hours to pull. Well, how Port Vale going to play? I haven't got a clue at this point. How Port Vale going to play? What's going to happen? Uh, who've, who've we got fit, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And, and fair fair place I mean, Frankie had a, an analysis, lad, and he had a couple of other staff who decided to uh, they were they were leaving because Frankie had left. So I had literally had nothing on Port Vale on the, on the Friday, and we. We did a little bit of team play and Sam Surridge pulled out injured and, and oh my God, I've got no players here. <laughs> you you're thinking
0: that
1: you fans,
0: sh- you're thinking that fans are going to be getting on your back straight
1: away, at Vale? Yeah, <laughs> well, I, well, I just, I went in and I got all the players in and I got all the senior players in and I went, listen, we know each other because it's a small club and, and I'd like to think that we get on well. I need your help. I need you to help me in the dressing room. I need you to help me with the players and, and, Fair play to them, they were great. Peter Clark, Jose Baxter, people like that were excellent with me. Uh, and then yeah. got all the players in and went, right, you've all got differing opinions on the situation, I said, but that the transfer window does not open until next week. So if you want to move on from here or you want to put yourself in a good light to move on from here, you uh, you best have a good game Saturday and Monday and then we can we can try and facilitate that for you. So in a backhanded way, that's how I tried to get them back, back on my side. To, well, if you want to go, you need to play well. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, was it was it a fractured dressing? Obviously,
0: it's never good getting beat six zero, no matter how how well you go in. What was the dressing room actually like? Was it was it was it split?
1: I I didn't think it was. You know, I thought I, I actually thought Frankie were doing a real good job, and, and the stuff that were going on behind the scenes weren't helping him. And I don't think he, he maybe dealt with that in the way that he could have done. But um, and in terms of the team he would recruited, it, it was yeah. top seventeen, um. And I think he, was it, I, I think generally when you come into these situations, it's generally a car crash. And it, it wasn't, don't get me wrong, they were down, they were dejected. I'm not sure some of the foreign boys had, had, had been used to somebody screaming in the face. Uh, yeah. So I don't think they got that. And I don't think culturally they get the sort of maybe up and at nature of many managers within in the English game. So, yeah, I don't think they be like that, and, and I'm not like that. I'm more of a calm, calculated person, and yeah. Um, I think probably why we got the bounce at Port Vale was because it may, I think it felt like for some of them the shackles were off and the pressure was off.
2: Well, I'll put this, put it like this, Pete. You know, obviously, it didn't help when, obviously, Andy Rhodes had gone for yeah. uh, I think that was a, a storm that, You know, you looked to and thought, hey, up, oh, you know, my assistant's gone now, my goalkeeper. I look and think, well, this is not good, you yeah. know what I mean? And that's where I started to think, you know, bad results here, he could be gone soon. And obviously, we picked up a bit, and you know, we played Carlisle and got absolutely drilled. And you know, whenever we get beat six nil, if you, you know, you seem to think, oh, this is not good, you know, you could lose your manager here. You?
1: I was still shocked
2: when Frankie gone, yeah, I agree, I agree,
1: with I you was said. shocked, yeah, I've, I I've, was gone. really shocked. But again, like like you say, with an Andy goes, and Frank's a really experienced coach, but he'd never he'd never managed before. So when you really lose your man to bounce off, and you've got he had a young lad who was a first team coach with him, Max Rag, and he didn't really have anybody to sort of help him in no. that respect. So uh, yeah, like you say, I think he, some, he was backed into a corner, which he was going to struggle to get out of, unfortunately.
2: He brought in some good players, though, didn't at You look at yeah. Torridge, he brought in. He brought yeah. Langdon, you know. I thought I thought he, Iverson, I thought Jordan he brought
1: in. Some, what a player Jordan Lydon was.
2: Yeah, he brought in some great players. And I thought, you know, obviously his sacking obviously is a, obviously, progress your career, obviously. Yeah, yeah. So with his downfall, it's obviously your game, isn't it? It
1: is. It is. Like, see, so you don't like to see anybody get sacked at whatever level it is, but it's the nature of the beast, unfortunately. That's why the first question when you walk through the door is how much you're going to pay when you sack me because you'll sack me at some point. So that's the first thing you ask. Uh, yeah. Um. So, but that's the nature of the beast, and, and unfortunately, you've got to. Uh, that that's what comes with the territory. So yeah, it, yeah. Unfortunately, it, it, it wasn't for Frankie, and, and then and um, you got to be lucky. You got to take your chance, and uh, I think I did that. You did that, Port Vale.
2: I mean, Brad loved that game, didn't we? It was on the pitch all day, weren't we, Brad?
1: Oh definitely, we did enjoy that. I think
0: I come back with a big rage and headache, uh, on the coach. I was I think I was comatose near enough, but play well I think one of the first decisions you made, Pete, was to bring Mohammed Moosh. We had one of the podcasts where we spoke to Dom Shaw. Yeah. Uh previously said that Moosh said to him uh this when it before Dom left under Dino said that the best dressing room was under yourself.
2: Mm.
1: How, how was how how was he how was he to deal with Moosh was fine, Moosh Moosh was like he was like the spokesman for the uh for the foreign lads moosh. Um but for such a good footballer, again, culturally where he where he's he's plighted his trade, he isn't used to the out of possession stuff. It's more it's not as quick, it's it's more of a, a, a slower pace. It's all based around football and and probably most coaches in the in, in France don't really talk about the out of possession stuff. So in in order to get the best out of him we needed to sort of take his defensive responsibilities away from him a little bit. Yeah. So, by pushing him on one into the 10, we felt that he could um, express himself more and he wouldn't, for want of a better phrase, be much of a liability out of possession if he didn't track his runner or if he didn't run back. He didn't really have that responsibility and I think he liked that. I don't think he liked the freedom to go and express himself and play. Uh, but very intelligent kid, very uh, astute lad. Um, but, again, I think he was getting pulled from... From the foreign lad side, I think he was getting pulled from the other side and all he wanted to do the young lad was just play footy. Um but he seems to be the one that caught for most of the uh most of the stick.
2: Yeah, I think he did. I think, you know, I, I I'd agree with uh, uh Pete, you know, because I was I'd be one of them some games I think He'd play out of his absolute skin. I'll never forget when we played uh, Mansfield, people Yeah, on my back. He was, you, know, you know, and some games that I thought, there's a player in there. And then some games I walk out the stage and think, he's, he's winding me up now. I, yeah. I, you know, he's, he's, he's really winding me up. That's the sort of player I, I come across on the pitch.
1: For the great, you know, and probably League 2 and in my league as well. There's some absolute top players at, at both levels that I've coached at. But the reason they're at them levels is probably because of their consistency. And the, the, if they could be turn out 89 percent of that every week, they were playing at a higher level, and that's probably probably what's missing for for him at the moment. Yeah, I think I think you're
2: right. I think you're right. And he's he's moved on now, hasn't he? It's at Ross County now. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, all the best. It's good. I think he's like <laughs> bordering Switzerland, which is beautiful, and he's gone up for Ross County.
2: Absolutely. You know, fair play to the lad.
0: Sure, um, yes. yeah, so, Brad. Yes, yes. Obviously, you had the two games. You had obviously the away game. Away game at Port Vale won that. And obviously, New Year's Day we played. I think we're not scouting, we knocked Scout, We, I think they were rock bottom at the time.
1: Yeah.
0: Time and we ended up ended up ended up beating them. So, did you start to feel something? Something was happening. With, you, with yourself, did you start to feel like you wanted a job permanently?
1: I think like every time that that you have a positive result, you think, "Oh, do I fancy this?" Um, but we obviously, and I'm not speaking out of turn here, we obviously know um, our, our illustrious owner at Oldham. Um, you, you know that your time might be short within the post, and I'd worked so hard to build a reputation that one bad month could have killed my whole career, and I was really. I was torn, torn between it, did I want it, did I not want it. With me and Abdel I must have had about eight conversations around did I want it, did I not want it, and I really couldn't convince myself that I wanted it. I really couldn't, um, and it's my club, as you all know, and team I support, and I couldn't talk myself into wanting it full-time. Uh, uh, the first time around, I just couldn't do it, I couldn't find it in me. So when the schools thing came around, I was over the moon because it made me decisions for me, really. But in terms of like when you talk about Notts County there, I mean, Neil is still a real good friend of mine. He's still the Notts County manager now. Um, and and it, it was just a strange day, strange game, because they were fighting for their lives. They had like 33 players and he wanted more because he didn't like the ones he had. He'd just come in. Um, so they, we knew we could score early against them. Their confidence would go. And we, we, luckily enough, we, we got a goal just either side of half-time. And I think that just killed them, their momentum, really. Yeah, I thought we played well that
2: game. But weren't that, that team that Hardley got in Jack that was Keel assembled assembled that team, didn't Yeah, it?
1: Harry, but, Harry Kewel assembled the team, you remember. Didn't weren't there somebody before after Q or just before Qell didn't they have three managers and the last one was Neil Art at the end Yeah, of the it
0: was, yeah. I think they, they started off with somebody uh, for the previous
1: they season. Off with, what was he called? Kevin Nolan? Because he got them to the playoffs and Yeah. Yeah. Kevin yeah. Nolan, and then Harry Cule left Crawley to go in. And then it didn't last long and and Neil had to pick up the pieces.
2: Yeah, alright. Yeah, I remember. I uh, I do remember. But I do that. Remember that game at Knox County. I was really on hungover. New Year's Day, weren't it? I thought I don't feel like this today. I really don't. We were rough
1: work with our lads.
2: We were
1: rough. party the night before, and everybody were rat legged, and I was sat there shaking in the car, thinking, "Oh my God, I'm managing Oldham tomorrow." got <laughs> there with a bottle of water, thinking, "I'm not going to sleep, so I might as well be at this party because there's no way I'm sleeping." No, definitely. Was that, would you say that's
0: one of your proudest moments? Obviously. Managing your hometown club at the, the first home game
1: there. Yeah, and, and a bit sentimental because it, it, I think I worked it out. It was like 28 years to the day that my dad had took me down first time on New Year's Day to watch Oldham Newcastle in the old Second Division. So when you look back and you think, wow, that's that, that's pretty sentimental that. Uh, and like you say, just walking down them steps and, you, and you're the manager and you end up doing well as well. Yeah, I don't think you can write. Well, you can't write a better first week, really, can you, in them three games? No, definitely going to have a good <laughs> okay.
2: Well, I think we're going to touch on to that game now. And obviously, people have mentioned, oh, we've all heard this. But you know what? I don't care because it's one of the best days in my life. So, Pete, run us through Fulham. How nervous was you? Yeah. Well, you
1: know, That game. But well, we travelled down on the Saturday. I mean, I didn't know until Thursday that I was in the team. is We'd played Tuesday, which was New Year's Day. We were all off Wednesday. On the Thursday, he called me in and went, right, yeah, man, man of my word, you can have Fulham on Sunday. Right, OK. So, only on the Thursday did I know I was taking the team on the Sunday.
2: So, what did you do with your train cancelled? Is that
1: right? Anyway, I, 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 we'd already booked, because I was taking the academy. There were no games, so all the boys were we were all up for a big day out. Like, um, So, I just didn't, I didn't, obviously... The boys are a man light on the train on the Sunday morning uh, and they're all FaceTiming me. I'm sat in my hotel at 7 in the morning with my head in my hands thinking, oh my God, this is going to be one long day. <laughs> <laughs> they're, uh, they're all absolutely wired on the train on the way down. I'm thinking, wow,
0: I wish I was with you lot now. <laughs> Did you sleep much? Did you sleep much the night no.
1: before? No, no, chance. No, we, 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 we came down on the Saturday and we trained, trained Saturday morning and drove down Saturday afternoon. Um, sat in the hotel and just like, right, this is going to be a long night. Um, and then I remember getting up really early on Sunday morning and, and Millie goes to church and I was like, say one for us, we love. lad, when you got to <laughs> And me, me and Connor Marlin, who had flown back from Ireland to, uh, to do the analysis stuff for Port Vale, Notts County, and, and Fulham, were sat in a coffee shop and he's showing me clips and I'm just like, wow, right, okay, that's Mitrovic then. <laughs> because you've gone from looking at Port Vale, Tom Pope, you've gone looking Notts County, John Stead, and now I'm, I'm weighing up how we're going to stop Mitrovic scoring. So you're laughing to yourself, thinking, "Here we go. How do I do this?" But it, it was great because all the clips that Connor pulled together of Fulham um, being not great in the wide areas and not stopping crosses, and it, it worked a treat because if you remember, that's where the second goal came from. Yeah, but all the clips we've seen of them we end up scoring off and I still say that's probably one of the only times I've ever got it tactically right they said we were going to sit in for 60 minutes and, and invite them on and then we were going to have a go for the last half an hour and weirdly enough it worked and anybody who's been a master will tell you that generally it doesn't work you can go out with the best laid plans but you end up generally ripping them up so for it to work so well was so pleasing really.
2: Yeah. What a day though, weren't it? Weren't it bad? We loved that game, didn't we, Brad? Like it was no other. It was just it was just it was
1: just oh. incredible, just obviously
0: I mean, Obviously, we've we've had the bad time in the relegation. Like the first time in my lifetime we got relegated and never had some success. And it was just it was just one of them where everything just came together. The L fans were there just loving it, enjoying ourselves and there it was just it was just one of them and it it reminded me a bit like of the Everton performance though, on, the, on when Sheridan uh, when we went Gullison Park with one zero. We, won, no. yeah. we had, everybody played out of the skin that day, and obviously you look at certain individuals like that day. You had JP Kalala who was incredible. Like Missalou was like he played absolutely out of his skin. I've never seen a player play so well that day, and everybody. And... was my man at matching? Come to a mile. Yeah, ought and... was yours, Pete, but it, he was it, we,
1: certainly it's... fine. I mean, the great thing about Mistero is he was sending half his wages home to support his family, and uh, things when you hear things like that, you, you, you're really pleased for the lad. I mean, Chris had come from part-time French football, and you're thinking he must have thought, where well, have I ended up here when he's come to Oldham? and What is this football all about? But yeah. like you're saying. One thing I always used to say to the players, one thing the fans will, if you work as hard as you can, the fans will buy mistakes. But if you don't work as hard as you can, they will have you for your mistakes. And yeah. I used to say that every game. You look in this country, if somebody flies into a tackle, he gets a round of applause, you put five passes together, everybody sits there. So yeah. you, that we know what sort of things mean to people in this country about football and, and trying to get that into him. And like you say on the day, was outstanding. It was. I'll be honest with you, my, like, for me, you know, you look
2: at a series penalty and Lang winner, for me, I celebrated more when Iverson saved that penalty. For me, when he saved that, I thought, we're going to do this.
1: Yeah. For me, yeah. I thought, yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah, you think, you, well, I mean, my, I was obviously stood next to Mitrovic for three minutes while are trying to get him on as a sub, looking at him thinking, Jesus, he's a big lad. <laughs> and then, <laughs> comes on for the penny thing, oh, for God's sake, come on, we just got back in it, give us a five more minutes before he starts scoring his pen. But first, at the goalie coach and Dan Iverson. They'd done their own work and they knew exactly where he went on pens and and it came off. So they deserve all the credit for that. Yeah, it was a great save. For me, though, what was most disappointing
2: is that obviously they had VAR that day, which we've never experienced before, and still haven't experienced it since that uh, Missaloo challenge on uh, I can't. Who was it now? I can't remember. Tom Kearney. Sorry? Tom Kearney. Yeah, and for me, that was never a penalty. No, but at yeah. the time we all looked and thought it's a pen that. But it's then we all a looked.
1: And Taylor, the ref was great with us. I said, Anthony, listen, we've never had this before. Please work with us. Please help us out. And all the way through the game, Anthony Taylor was on our side, and he was talking through. He's having a good crack with us. He was excellent that day, that Anthony Taylor. And I said to him after the game, "What's the crack here?" He said, "Because there's contact. It doesn't matter how much. I cannot overrule contact." Yeah, and that's what he yeah. give in. Give it. Yeah, but he was great. Taylor and I still was. when I watch him ref now I always think fair play and he's he's obviously altering isn't he Anthony Taylor. So, he, right, I didn't he know that a, he was a he was bang on with us on the day.
2: Yeah, I think we all thought at the time, the We all thought penalty, you know, but then the replays kept coming through from the telly from the and I'm like, really, I can't believe he's giving that and I can't believe VAR's given that, but. Oh. I think it was the first. I think it, I
0: think it is the first first bar of of the FA Cup. So I think it could be a record that one.
1: Right. So. On uh, but the, the screen was past Claudio Ranieri's dugout, and I've been in football management a week. There was no way I was steaming across Ranieri's dugout to go and have a nosy. What's what's gone on?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was it, Claudio.
1: Unbelievable! Unbelievable after the game. I listened to an interview today with Michael Duff and Sheldon um, talking about how good Pep Guardiola was with him on Saturday. I, I can't speak highly enough for Claudio. You know when, like, when you've got beat and you, you've got no interest in talking to somebody and you start fidgeting to basically say to somebody, do one, I've had enough of you now. He, he didn't do that once. He sat there and his wife and uh, we're all sat around in his office. Uh, I'm having a glass of red because I thought this is the last time I'm ever going to get a glass of red with Claudio. So I I'm <laughs> yep. going for it. Glad for an old and done good. And I sat there, most out of place person in the in the whole place. But, but I'm having me red wine. There's no way I'm I'm, I'm not having me red. Um, but like he just talking about heart and passion and talking about. And then Vardy came on, my cellar, so I was asking him, and I asked probably must have asked him twenty questions in, in half an hour, and uh, he answered them all impeccably. It was unbelievable. And like I say, he didn't didn't fidget, move once. He just sat and spoke. I thought it was unbelievable
2: no disrespect to the obviously on the day because obviously we beat Fulham who we were fighting for the life in the Premier League did they feel like they were glad that was out to concentrate in the Premier League or were they great and thought you know third play we wanted it but you, you were better than us is that how did you feel about is that how it come across like they had bigger fish to fry you know what I mean
1: he was more bothered he was more bothered about the fact that he'd given lads chances and they'd let him down he said well he can't come and knock on my door now I'll give him a chance he yeah. was more bothered about that than anything else yeah
2: They've lost to a League two side, yeah, yeah, because I think that was the first start for their uh, uh what was he called? Adore who scored, weren't it? For them, yeah, yeah, and, f- and I think at one of his first starts of the season, and yeah, he scored, but I thought it was awful at the back,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Tim Ream, he was shocking. What was the other marsh and the, the, the middle center half, Lange beat him in the air, Lange, Lange can't jump, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> bad play,
2: Great day, great yeah. day. Uh, one of the best days in our lives, anyway, Peter, And you, you give us that, so
1: I thank you for that. <laughs> um, it, it's certain. Uh, I mean, when you think about it, because we've all like you, you just mentioned the Everton game. Then I was at that game, and you can rhyme them off the amount of times we've had, had, had days out. But for the younger fans, they ain't seen that. They haven't had that chance. And I think probably the most pleasing, me- pleasing thing to take from the day is the young fans have had their opportunity of that sort of day in the sun. Yeah.
2: No, definitely.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely totally totally agree with that Because we had a few
1: A few on our coach Where it had been man
0: like uh Kev Argo mate, he took Max he, he was saying saying like on the on that that it's the first time he's ever seen seen like a big crowd like that and some Premier League ground and get get the wins. So it's just one of the one of them where everybody just absolutely buzzing. What was Abdallah like after the game with you?
1: He was alright, he didn't really say a lot, he never really says a lot if I'm honest. Uh I've just been on the pitch and then when we went back to change rooms they came in the changing rooms and I just said my little piece but then as you can imagine there was about a million press to do. you've gone from like being in the ladies lounge at last where you've got GMR and maybe advertising if he fancies it <laughs> so like after a game I've got every, all this press to do so by the time I'd done all the press all the players everybody was on the coach and gone I was going also going to match of the day so I, I was being drove by the media lads to, to match of the day so I come back in the dressing room and every. Everything had gone. <laughs> so I've missed all the celebrations because I'm doing the press. <laughs> oh. The whole changing room done and gone. Every sat on coach. So I was like, oh. right, okay. So I've missed all that then. So yeah, in, in, after the game, he didn't really say a lot. And we were off the next day. And then it was like, right, we've got a game Saturday. Do you want my ticket again? Yeah. It basically, for that sort of caretaker thing, it was basically walking the Monday morning. And then go, yeah, go and have another week at it, son. And that's how it was basically. Every every Saturday after the game, I'd say to the players, right, it might be me, Monday, it might not be just report as normal. Right,
2: you know that's a bit straight, but you know, I bet you were like thinking, I want to get it further, I want to take it further, because obviously you wanted obviously something sorted, didn't you? You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. The longer it went on, though, as a caretaker, the longer I would convince myself that it it weren't for me. Yeah. You know, so the, the Scalzi rumours week on week started to take pace. But I know I knew what Abdallah was doing. We were doing all right, so why was he going to change it? Why was he going to stitch the new manager up with the, by bringing somebody in who'd done well? So I knew what he was doing. He was saying, well, I'm not paying him managers a manager's wage Yeah, This kid for some some two threatening bits, leave him in charge because he keeps winning.
2: Yeah. No, that's fair play, you know. I can't, I can't fault him for that. I mean, I can't. I really can't, you know. Uh, but uh, so, what was your, you know, what was the relationship in general like with Abdallah? What's, you know, off and on the field? What was he it, like? It's all right.
1: It was all right. I, we would always probably have a once a week have a sit down and have a chat. Um, he he was yeah he, he he's quite a mild mannered bloke actually. He's yeah. quite relaxed and. There's all there's, there's thousands of stories out there. Some of them true, some of them not true. But he 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 was just yeah. He, he had his opinions. I had my opinions. Some of them were the same. Some of them not. That's like Benny chairman. And then obviously you threw his brother into the mix. Who was very much a very more passionate bloke who was very forthright with his opinions. And uh, I think at times he he was the one pushing for things more than Abdallah.
2: Was uh, what were more like, like you said, more was he? Uh, was he? Interfi- you know, <laughs> how, was uh, he had more hands uh, on? we
1: Well, yeah. Just listen. He's a sporting. He's, he's a sporting director, and what we've got to remember here is that yes, that's very strange for a lower league team, but I'm Athletic have a sporting director, a director of football, whatever you want to call him. So, at uh, the first time, I'm caretaker manager. So. By the, the what what caretaker manager means you're looking after the team so they're going they will have their input into to what they want to see and how they want to see things if you remember at that time we brought in oh, his name always alludes me Silla, Mo Mo and and Vera so they were so they Sheffield. Sheffield, yeah Sheffield, all they were come all them lot were coming in and obviously I had no saying any of them he's like well, what's, what's your name son as they come in and, I'll put I'll put you on training list so we know yeah. <laughs> um, Brilliant. So it, it was a bit of that, but again I was caretaker, so you got to dance people's dances when you're doing that because you you're basically just looking after the scene. So in answer to your question, yeah, the sporting director Mo was probably he he what he knew who he wanted in. Yeah, and he wanted V in and. Yeah, He made an impact. I, really uh, I don't
0: think we've ever seen a striker made such a quick impact with at Macclesfield yeah. with a minute. But how how
1: how was Erko? Erko was a good lad. He just uh, I just don't think he, he knew what he let himself in for. But when you've had fifteen clubs at thirty-one years of age, I think that tells you what you need to know, doesn't it? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. But Erko was a lad was fine. Yeah, apart from how to get Javaro, who played out in Portugal to speak broken Spanish to him to try and get anything across to him so you at it, I remember the game Macclesfield away I've got seven foreigners starting at Macclesfield away second week at Jan uh, all the best <laughs> <laughs> oh Mackel- I think we B- drew that game, no we B- got B. Mackel- did we get beat we got beat no, I'm screaming at them at half time and I sat back halfway through gone none of them have got a clue what I'm saying to them none of them they're all too cold it Macclesfield away they're all freezing <laughs> Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, we did. I'm sorry. I'm on about another, Max. I think we drew one. But uh, the quickest penalty there, uh, wow, well, did that. Uh, and he slotted it in. But, I, well, saying that, I thought he missed it at first. He tried
1: his best, didn't he, to miss it?
2: <laughs> oh, for I, oh, I think that's the quickest penalty I've ever seen. And then when he, he nearly missed it, I thought, oh, oh dear. Yeah. But, you know, I thought, we've got a right player on our hands
1: here. And then my opinion changed in about three weeks, I think. Well, you look at the clips <laughs> and you look at the clips since he's left Oldham. He... he He's got ability, yeah. But he, I just, I just, well, anyway. I mean, obviously, I saw clips of him before he came in, and I thought, well, if he can replicate that, we've got some player here. We so he obviously. Well, we'll,
2: well, we won't, we won't mention Seffel because I, I really don't want to mention him. But Silla, uh, what was Silla like? What was? Again, like it was again.
1: Yeah, very broken English. Uh, Mo, Mo, tell him. Moosh Moose, tell him what I want from him. But he, he was another hatchet. He was quite similar to to uh, Missile in the fact yeah. that go round round, nick the ball keep up. Great when he got it, and they were both pretty much the same. So putting them both in the same side, just, you knew you weren't going to get any football out of them. So
2: I liked Silla. I did like Silla. I thought he, brought you know, in terms of football, I don't think he was uh, the thing about breaking up play. I
1: thought he would brilliant. Yeah, and then go go gadget legs he had. He, he did well for us. I, mean, <laughs> I remember at home. But again, Silla was one of them that you had to pick your games to play him in because he, he weren't like he was there to destroy. He wasn't there to create. And depending on who you're playing, it would depend on who you needed in that position. Uh, the, my overriding memory of Silla was when he done his uh, initiation French rap before the Fulham game. Uh, I've seen <laughs> initiation songs in my time, but that's up there. That one <laughs> oh, French rap. <laughs> a one French lad.
0: <laughs> did, you you have a clue, did you have out. a clue what was going
1: on? Ah nah, that, that, I'm asking the French so what's he singing? He, and then Moose is getting up, well, this is what he's supposed to be sing. You know? So it doesn't sound like that, does it? He went, no. <laughs> brilliant.
2: <laughs> oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I, I did like Silla. I did. I did. I did. I did. You know, I thought he was, uh, like he said. I just said, but you know, it worked the, the best. But I thought, you know, some games he did put a shift in and I thought, you know, he's done well today. That's the sort of player I got with him. I thought breaking up plays, he was really good at that, you know. And he was a doggy player. You know, you know you get a foot in with Silla, wouldn't you? You know, he's, he's a yellow card waiting to happen, wouldn't you? He's an Osman Fane
1: sort of character, isn't he? He's quite a yeah. in terms
2: of what Osman was like. Yeah, I'd say again. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. He's another one like that, weren't he? But uh, we'll move on to uh, when schools come in.
1: Yep. Uh,
2: what were that like?
1: Sort uh, uh, saw a new poll before he came in because he'd come and done some sessions with the youth team. Um, always a really nice lad. Um, so when he came in and first, first morning we were chatting away, he said, I couldn't ring you because it was all embargoed and I had to try and get clear and stuff like that. So I just basically said to him, listen, I'm upstairs in the youth office. If you need out, come speak yeah. to me. If you don't, I'm here to support you. I'm here to help you in any way I can, and and hopefully it'll be a fruitful relationship. Um, they'd asked if Millie would stay with them till the end of the season, so yeah, not a problem. Like I say, we can help in any way. And we, I got on really well with Paul, um, and I was gutted when he left because he really took an interest in the youth players and anybody who'd done well in the youth team on a Saturday, he'd have them in Monday training with them. He'd text me before I'd get yeah. back in the car after youth games and asked me who'd done well and who did I think deserved the chance and every week he was putting on Rezzy's games so we could see the kids play and he had a real sort of drive for the, to, for the young players which was great for us um, and as I, I don't I think he was unlucky in some of the like you think about some of them results uh, is scoring late on, Crew scoring late on I remember them two jumped to mind but um, yeah if he hangs on for two more minutes, he's won, you know what I mean? But I don't yeah. think Paul could get his head round some of the stuff that, that I took as just, uh, well, that's what lower league football is like. From where he come from, I don't think he could get his head round. for example, the, the gas going off and the hot showers and telling you, oh, well, they've got a seven-hour drive home with no hot showers. And uh, the weekend, the Crawley weekend and I finished um, because the gas had gone off we couldn't clean the players' kit so the players had to set their own kit up at home and clean their own kit And then, I, but over like the years I've been at Oldham that's happened before and you're like well it's older isn't it that's what happens it's older yeah, they're, they're, they're just two examples don't get me wrong he didn't leave because they turned the gas off don't get me wrong but he um, <laughs> they were things that I think frustrated him because he'd come from an environment where everything was on point and bang on and that was never brought into question so it's a bit of a shock for him yeah yeah, yeah, yeah and I think the whole football management side of it, and uh, and how he saw things, I think it was a good insight for him to confirm to him maybe why he doesn't want to do it. I don't know; he might want to do it again. Now I know he, I've texted him when he did the sofa for a while, and I don't think he was that keen on doing that for for a, for a longer period. But yeah, what a, a great of... lad! Sorry, go on, Pete. What a great lad, and still speak to him now and say what a top what a top person, just proper old down to earth no airs and graces, just a good lad.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely on there. One of the obviously rumors went round when skulls was there, he said that he loved being on the training pitch, loved taking training, but it was like the analysis side of the things. So obviously, in other clubs, you probably have two or three analysis. Yeah. Was that something which you, you got the vibe of?
1: Uh, yeah, I think you know, the, 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 the off-the-field stuff hard work for any manager. That's why you see him a lot more head coaches these days. Because that means you're on the grass and your responsibility is the grass and all the other nonsense that goes with it's for somebody else to deal with. So that's why you see a lot of head coaches these days. But yeah, I think the nonsense off the off the pitch in terms of what you have to deal with and the analysis and everything that goes on that it it ain't pretty. And I know that. I mean, just before speaking to you, I've just been watching we play Wrexham away tomorrow night and I've watched Wrexham's because we played Ro Wrexham's last three games and. Let's be honest, our level, some of them games ain't great to watch. <laughs> so, uh, no. Same when you're at Oldham, you, you're watching the teams coming up and you, you you can nine times out of ten cop for an absolute beast. You're lucky as fans you don't have to watch it once.
2: Yeah, obviously
1: I bet you do some
2: uh, delving right
1: into anything. Oh my God, what am I
2: watching yeah. here? <laughs> yeah, you uh, say <laughs> that. Oh dear. But uh, obviously uh, with schools, obviously when he'd... Uh, it gone I think it was his last game with Lincoln, yeah. I think I remember. We got battered. Yeah. We,
1: uh,
2: we, yeah. we were just shambles that yeah. night.
1: Yeah.
2: How so how did it come about? Well the second said,
1: time it? around I was I I did second time. <laughs> 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 I think thinking, no, he's got he's gotta go with somebody else here. He's not gonna want me again, surely. Um and then I think he'd asked Peter Clark, I think Mick Priest was his assistant, he'd asked Mick, and then I think he would just decided, nah, I'm going to go with Pete. So he he'd come and called me in the office. I thought, nearly always, always called you near the end of the day as well. I mean, nobody were about you, could I? So he called me at the end of the day and said, Right, uh, the tram here, I think it was. Ended up getting called off. And I mean, if I could have got hold of the nose pipe and poured more water on the pitch, I would have. <laughs> But it ended up with me, we take the team. Yeah, of course I will, not a problem. So, at this point, Mick Priest had already picked a team for Trammier and then said, no, no, Pete's taking the team now. I was like, brilliant. Well, anyway, the Trammier game ended up being off, if you remember, which was great. Give me a week to sort of get me around it. I said, but I'm doing it this time, I'm doing it my way. Um, and he said, oh, I'll appoint you as head coach at the end of the season. I'm like, brilliant, that's good for me, Um I said, but I'm doing it my way. Because at that point, he's thinking... You, it's done, in it? We, we didn't look like we were going to get playoffs or everything so I think he just took the, the reins off and let me get on with it. So the yeah. second time around it, it, it was us and it was pleasing because we got to try and road test whether we were good enough or not. Uh, so me and Millie were buzzing at that. Um, so, yeah, if you remember rightly, we, um, we'd played three in a week and we won three in a week again, didn't we? Um, Grimsby at home we were one but they weren't yeah. playing for out. Um then played Tranmere, who'd won nine in a row on a Tuesday night at home, won 2 nil.
2: Lang absolutely out of his skin that
1: night. They were great, because I used Tramir's fans, because they were coming and singing 10 in a row, and I said, these lot think they have beat you before they've rocked up here. I remember yeah. Tranmere filled the chatty end, didn't they, there were loads of them. So I just used that, yeah. have, listen to these lot, I think they beat you. You're not going to roll over against that, are yeah. you? And we were brilliant. And then we went to call you on the Saturday, we'd been on a really good run, and First 15 minutes were excellent, went 2 0 up, and then we just sat in and rode the storm for 75 minutes. Yeah, I remember that game. Grand
2: National Day that day, won a, won a few quid as well on the Oldham game <laughs> and Grand National. Great day it was. <laughs> but, so when it, obviously that came about, obviously winning three again, I bet you thought, this is easy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was just, I just uh, well, the shackles were off for everybody, weren't they? Because nobody expected us to go and have a, a late push for the playoffs. We just, and then I remember rightly, we played Swindon at home, and we were crap first half, and then second half we come out, we were we decent. If that game had gone on ten minutes longer, we'd have won it. I remember Richie on sideline, Richie Wellens giving his giving his usual, um, and then we had Cheltenham on a Good Friday and Mansfield on the telly on Easter Monday. Uh, again, another good weekend for us. And we went to Cheltenham and we got a snow draw. I don't think we really deserved anything more than that. And then Mansfield on the telly. I thought that's probably the best that we've played in all our tenure when we, when we played Mansfield. We were brilliant
2: that day. For me, I thought Nepo that day were the best player by a country mile. Even a mate's all over the
1: country that I've got, I do sport all yeah. them, like, who hit that winger? He, he was brilliant that yeah. day he was player. a player yeah Nepal was a good player and then, like I say we were, we did well that day and I thought that sort of gives us a chance and um, then it then it went to the last week didn't it and then everybody's then on the bandwagon thinking oh my god we're going to do this
2: well I don't even remember you went on uh, after Mansfield you went on uh, BBC Manchester yeah. didn't
1: you yeah yeah I did yeah.
2: I rung in you oh know. did you I did and I spoke to you and I mentioned something about playoffs and you went, please don't mention yeah. playoffs. Me. I remember you saying that's because you always ring me up BBC Manchester because I've always got something to yeah. say. Whether it's negative <laughs> or positive, I've always willing to say something. And I remember you being on there and someone said, Bim, I don't mention playoffs. I thought, I'm going to do it. I thought, I'm getting excited. We've we got the chance of the playoffs. And you, I remember you turning around and said, just don't mention playoffs. Yeah. You
1: don't mention the word. We had that last week, didn't we? That last week in Exeter away and... Um the day of the game or well, day before daniel Everson when it got injured daniel, actually on at exeter i thought it was, it was excellent on the day we just again big occasion i think some of them couldn't handle the bigger occasion and um rightfully got beat 1-0 rightfully and then, and then it was like sort of all over over after that um but like you say, the what was it, nearly 700 olden fans at exeter on a saturday that was unbelievable yeah
0: definitely i think everyone yeah, was flying in. Really. people were flying down on train and having weekend, yeah, it was, it was proper bounce that. Did you think do you think we could get the playoffs?
1: I, I did, but I didn't want to sort of come public and go, go on then. But you you just thought this might be too far for us. We started this too late and we were one slip up and we were out of there. And and also we had the slip up then we at, at Exeter. And so going to to Newport on the Tuesday night and that was just painful. Like we went down on Monday, we just uh, knew we couldn't get there after Saturday, so we trained Monday and left Monday and then played at Newport on the Tuesday night. And it's like we just got beat up. I remember getting screamed at off their fans behind me, called me all sorts. I'm thinking, I don't want to be here now. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting ran all over again. Jamal Jamal,
0: Bat absolutely bullied us that game. I remember it.
1: I remember Clarkey went off a concussion and George got injured. I'm thinking, oh my God, anything that could go wrong here is going wrong for me. And then after the game, drug testers were in. And I'm like, we're playing for nothing. Why are we getting drug tested? And one at, one at last he pissed, So we left Newport at half 11 at night because he couldn't piss. So we couldn't go anywhere. I think i about five cans deep with Mac Flynn after that game, just waiting for them to come on. We don't want to be here. At, at this time, we want to get by. I think we got back to Valley from like four in the morning. Um,
2: I think we missed the first twenty minutes. We spent. Yeah, we we and... only
1: we only went because obviously it was a
0: new ground and stuff. You had that bear tent there. <laughs> I think you'd rather have joined us there while we had bear tent.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, the way the it was going, in and then the last game of the season is what it is. So I think
2: well, going on to the last game of the season, Northampton. Yeah. Pete, uh, you're a mutual friend of ours. Patrick has asked me to ask you. <laughs> Uh, how disgraceful that game was <laughs> under your management.
1: Uh, yeah, uh, there's, there's another person who's got a lot to say for himself. Uh, yeah, let's, we went 1-0 up, didn't we? And for the first 20 minutes, we were we were great. And Keith Curl screaming at their lot, saying, will you lot put a tackle in? And then I spent the, the other 70 minutes screaming at our lot, going, will you lot put a tackle in? Um, but anyway, they're down tools by that point. And Newport and Northampton convinced me it weren't for me. I knew when I got back on the coach at Newport that I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it.
2: Is that, is that what you thought? Because obviously, did you get offered it?
1: Yeah, I got offered the, the job. Um, but I just knew the sort of recruitment and what they were going through and who the types of people they were looking to recruit. They weren't experienced like two lads. Uh, I knew who he, who he didn't want to keep. And they all culminated in me, in me thinking, well, he came back to Newport early next season with the team he's looking to, to put together. I'm going to be out of a job here quickly. And I'm trying to build a reputation, not not hamper one. So the way they were going about things, it just wasn't for me. And I thought, time to time, leave your, leave your head held high. You've done what's been asked of you. Um, and then that's what I did.
0: Obviously, there was between yourself and Peter Clark, that's what everyone thought they would get a job. Obviously, was was Clark? Well, obviously, they let let Clark go. Was that one of the reasons why did you have a bit of a clash over Peter Clark?
1: Yeah, I just that was just one of many, and I just thought you've you got a bloke here who's who's club captain, loved by all the fans, um, and you don't want to keep him because he shouts at the the foreign boys, um, and that's not, not the only reason. Don't get me wrong, but he he, he just didn't sit right who they were looking to bring in, like Cephal and people like that. They wanted to build a so Sorry, go on, Brad. You, uh... So, yeah, Lauren Beni was,
0: yeah. was the
1: manager, which
0: you were yeah. trying to think of. Yeah, that,
1: that was him. I remember coming back pre-season. I remember getting partied at Halifax and the, the the chairman sort of danced around the point for about 20 minutes saying, well, I need to get you friendly. And the only people that came back to us were all the Mac and Council, if you want. I was laughing, thinking... Oh, no, let's, let's crack it on. Let's do it. At least I'll be home. I'll, I'll be on quickly.
0: <laughs> how was you received, obviously, <laughs> going back? How was you received by... Did you meet any, like, obviously, directors? No, uh, I didn't. I, I, I went
1: in the back door. I didn't get involved in any of that nonsense. And um, had some of the players and then obviously people that I'd worked with at the club that I had great reception. And But, I, and like I say, I had about... I had half a squad for the Halifax gig and... It was our first league game on Saturday, so I was more worried about how I'm going to turn a squad, how turn a team out for first game of the season. So, but to go there and, and, and to do well and to win is always nice. Don't get wrong.
0: <laughs> Definitely. Absolutely.
2: Sorry, go on, Brad. No, no. I, I just going to
0: say, obviously, the, I've, I've, have you been in contact with Abdallah more, anybody at the club no.
1: since? No, no, I'm since never you have left. Of uh, of off that hierarchy once. Funny innit with Barry Owen used to ring me every ten, every night at ten o'clock and since I left he's not not round me once. No. <laughs> I have done before. Have you not yeah, inquired about any of court. our players
2: like to take on?
1: Well, I tried to get Scott in the I tried to get him on home I'm told no. Um but he got a better offer at Stockport and also they're the big money men these days, Stockport, so they're throwing all the money at it and could offer Stottie a lot better gig than I could. Yeah, well, yeah, he, he, we were talking Stotty to, to his, his agent, and I've known Stotty since he was nine at the club, so he's somebody a really rate, and, yeah, we it was a flat no, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah uh, he's, uh, he's doing yeah. well, he's doing well at County. Oh, okay, he's, he's, well. he's, he's, he's still there well at like, County, isn't he? Yeah, to he had a good loan spell there, so... And old Jim, Jim was keen on bringing him back. Uh, did you
2: think you would get into management no, no. that soon? I always
1: wanted. I always thought I'd get a chance. I always thought I'd get a gig. But I never thought it'd come this this soon. But like I say, when are you ready? I was listening to Talk Sport this morning saying, why did Frank Lampard take the Chelsea job so early in his career? Because he was offered it. So if you, you get your chance, you've got to take it. you might not come again.
2: Yeah, that's exactly
1: it. You don't. And that's when
2: you obviously got appointed Halifax, I said to Braddy on four, I said, Do you know what? Fair play to the lad, I really hope he does well. And you've had a you've had a good time there, haven't you, uh, uh Halifax Pete. You know, you've you've had a good season last year how it got uh fingered into and I thought you could have had a chance, me, if it was yeah, if you would have carried on. I mean
1: Halifax the lowest budget in the league. We're, we're punching well above where we'll be like probably ten teams in that league have got far bigger budget mm. than all of them. um yeah. so You've got massive, massive money in the the conference. So for us to even compete at the top end of the table is phenomenal, really. And full credit to to the players in the club for for wanting to punch above the weight, really. Yeah,
2: definitely. I thought, and you you know, I looked at this season as well. Uh, Yeah. Spent, you know, Torquay sit top of that league, don't they? Yeah, talkies, I, top I top bet top they're top big top spenders top as well, aren't
1: they? You know, Bromley, we played Saturday, there's like I said, there's probably about 10 teams that are, that are, that are the top end budgets in League Two in our Well,
2: that's well coming on to, Pete. Uh, now, obviously, you're managing the National League. Do you think there's a difference yeah. between League Two and National League? Obviously, I know at top end, you know, there is big clubs in League. Would you say there's? I a, don't think there's how any. How much difference I don't would you think say there, there is? I would like, say
1: top end of League Two, you you don't. probably three or four teams top end of League Two that are probably uh, are better. But I think if you put the two leagues together, you wouldn't know who'd come from the National League and who'd come from League Two. And I think you see that when teams come in and they hold their own in the uh, in League Two.
2: Yeah, well, we're looking at Arrogate and Barry both come up this year. Uh, obviously, Barrow have struggled uh, with obviously Don When they've, you know, I've looked at them too. They're not doing that great. Yeah. Well, Arrogate are doing great they're away from home, aren't they? You know, they beat sadly beat us in Boxing Day. Like I said, you know, I want to chat to you about that with a bit of a difference. And when you look at it, you know, we have this discussion exactly, Brad, didn't we? Not many teams no, get promoted no. from the I, I I agree. Down I think the, the standard
1: in our league is very very good, very good. And I think that's why you see what well, you're seeing in January again the amount of players that have been bought from the National League up into League Two and League One because some top players, there's some really, really good players out there. Uh, and and I, I think it's gone are the days where you call it part time because 95% of the teams in that league now are full time. And um, it's just like a fifth division now. I don't think that you, you could call it division, you could call it League Three. and, and it, it, it would have its, It would be fine to sit within the in the football league pyramid. It won't surprise me. a yeah, couple
2: no, of, that, years, Pete, of three going to see They're down
1: to kept the two. They kept. They kept the two places for relegation, and when there was all the hoo-ha of stopping the season and do we promote? Do we relegate? They they were determined to keep them them two places. So, yeah, I could see in the future that increasing, and I don't think it would be any. It wouldn't bring the integrity of League Two down having three come up.
0: No, I definitely. think we we always say, don't we? And that's the question: like the last team to get relegated from League Two and go straight back yeah. up Bristol yeah. Rovers, obviously. Big, big budget team. There's no, there's nobody else who who does it. Look at the teams. There's some well-established teams: Chesterfield was in the playoffs in League One, yeah. not too yeah. long we'll, ago.
1: Well, look at the the league: Chesterfield, Hartlepool, Yeovil, Notts County. Um, Name, but a three off the top of my head that that have been football league Dagenham and Redbridge, been football league teams quite recently. Older so, shot, yeah. There's just so many in that league. That Older shot. Stockport County, Stockport County were a Championship club fifteen years ago.
2: You just can get dragged right in there, Pete. Because I said I said this to Bradley the other week about Yovel. Uh, yeah. I seen a clip of them playing Birmingham City in the Championship about ten years ago.
1: Yeah, and when yeah. I said
2: that to Brad, they sat bottom of the national league.
1: Barney, you went, know went, how your like fortunes can actually change yeah. in football.
2: Yeah. Oh, the uh, they got beat again on Saturday, didn't they, against Old And I looked at their results. Barney's you know, a great lad. Tim has done a hell of a he job he, on he, there. He,
1: hasn't. he has walked into an absolute car crash. <laughs> is, is,
0: your, is your end? Is your end of season
1: promotion? It's better oh, what we did last then. season. It's, if we got up. It'd be phenomenal. For the, for, the, for the structure and the budget of the club, it would be phenomenal. But uh, if we can punch in, in that top seven and, and be known as a, the top half National League club with ambitions of trying to get into the league, into League Two, then we've got a right chance.
2: Yeah. Oh, so I would think, say, I think you have. I think you've got a chance. You know, we discussed this on Saturday, didn't we, Brad, when the... The come in and you 2-1? Did you, you say where was now, Sorry, I did forget. Don't you think, you know, uh, the fans at Halifax think, because you had a good season last season before it yeah. got cancelled, yeah. that yeah, the pressure you, was on this when season. When you do
1: well, you increase you your felt. expectations, don't you? And people like, uh, they, they think you, yeah. should, you should be up there all the time. And, and that's what you've got to deal with. Uh, you are sometimes better off maybe winning a couple, losing a couple, and staying mid the table, then nobody thinks anything of you. But um, yeah, ambitions of Rose Halifax have been a, a a football league club, and and if you spoke to the fans, they're absolutely desperate to to, to get back there. I mean, if you look at the the stadium, fourteen and a half thousand seat stadium, the Shea, everybody loves coming and playing at our place because it's a proper ground. Yeah,
2: I've been there. I went there a couple of years, I think under Kelly. manager. I think we were there a Kelly. couple of years. yeah. The big daz it was, wasn't it? So I've been. There. It's a big. It's a big place, and you know, I bet you can get some serious crowds there. You know, obviously not at the minute, but you know, I can get. Bet you get some decent crowds there when the uh, you know, if you're doing really, really well. When we you know what I mean? There's, a, there's a potential TV's there, isn't there?
1: Six thousand on it were booming. Properly. So, yeah, he's, he's made for the league, the ground, and he's made for it. Well, I hope, you get there, Pete. I
2: hope you're <laughs> We yeah, do have uh,
0: some quick questions from the fans. Uh, some of them are serious, some of them are right. a bit of a piss <laughs> take. Uh, so, what's the favorite place to
1: drink Probably these <laughs> days, it's probably the Turk's head because I'm a boring recluse.
0: <laughs> and they said, right. What's your three top tipples? Three top lager, drinks,
1: Guinness. Uh, yeah, right. not strong lager by the way, because <laughs> I can't act my beer anymore. Um, Guinness, and then maybe at the end of the evening, I'll sat there, get my pinky out, and have a, a glass of red, and then come back with that. <laughs> not
0: going back, not going to envy, then.
1: No, no, I think the, I think my days have gone from there on now. Put me down. <laughs>
2: I'll ask this one Decades Wayne God,
1: Bentley Wayne, Morgan Surely Yeah surely
2: <laughs> Mr Loveball
1: Yeah Absolutely oh, a He's a great thing. entertainer a I mean, That's a tough top three It's
2: a shame we can't see him
1: yeah, Definitely Loveball isn't it Ooh, So would you
2: go off uh, yeah. Mr Loveball then
1: <laughs>
2: Yeah They said uh, Any more questions for They him said uh, What's your favourite Alden player when
1: growing uh, up Andy Ritchie definitely yeah even the,
0: did even he ever give jobs a, sorry, the brand,
1: but all, the, all the time definitely under Ritchie have you ever spoken to him about management uh, I, I've not spoken I've spoken to him a couple of times briefly but nothing really sit down and have a conversation really I don't,
2: I don't, yeah enough. and uh, my last one I, I've got one for you Pete yeah
1: I think what Pogs he's done over the years and built himself up in, in his company, I think he's excellent what he's done and well respected and he deserves a chance um, so when he moved on in the summer, it was the first phone call I made, I had to get in his ear a little bit to games to come, but I think I look at our keepers now and I look at what he delivers I think he's excellent at what he does and and he, deserves, he certainly deserves his chance, and I think he's taken that. How often does he say it, and staff? <laughs> oh, I'm staff. No, thank you. <laughs> how, 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 often, how often does he say uh, it? I don't know, really. <laughs> I'll have to, I'm going to have to think, work on that one now. I didn't really say he said that, but I'll, uh, I'll, um, I'll, listen out for that. I'll listen out for that one now. You'll
0: have to ask him. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But the, the final question,
1: what someone did ask, the serious one, if obviously things were different, would you ever come back to Oldham as yeah, manager? I, I would like a crack at it, but a lot of things would have to be different for me to come and have a crack at it. But I would like to think one day I would get a chance to, to, to have a real good go at it.
2: I don't think the fans would like the back. You know.
1: Manager again. I couldn't do that. <laughs> no, no, I, I think I'd have to take so it So you're not
2: going to envy them with us?
1: <laughs> Brilliant.
2: Brilliant. But it's been a pleasure, Pete. It really has. And I appreciate coming on. And, you know, we do get a lot of listens on here. And I, I think this one would be the best because, you know, you spoke honestly. No, there, thanks, Pete, thanks for having
1: me. And hope everybody's well great in to have you these, on. these silly times. And fingers crossed we're at the back end of it all now.
0: Definitely. Definitely nothing more I than we can love it. a beer and get getting, getting on the pitch and go and watch the football.
1: Lovely. Absolutely. But yeah, really do appreciate that. All right then.